everyone, it's uh, Daria Tiesler and something special, um, myself and my guest, um, we have prepared for you. It's a Christmas special and I have named this, uh, or called this Holistic Health Awakening uh, with a message of hope that cannot be lost. And uh, I would like to give a voice to uh, someone special. Uh, we created a um, very holistic friendship uh, with um, Brandon. Um, I really would love that you guys um, know this person, follow him. Uh, he has so many amazing uh, informations that I would like that you uh, kind of absorb, right? Sometimes they are difficult, but he does this in an amazing way. But once again, uh, Brandon, welcome and please give a few words about uh, you to our audience. Absolutely. It's so good to be here with you, Daria. I, I truly love you. And we, we have created a, a very special friendship and, and connection. So everybody listening, go follow HPM Wellness right now. Um, because yeah, I feel really excited about what we're about to do. I, I think of hope that can't be lost is what the world needs now more than ever. Um, you know, I think faith is the antidote to fear. I think hope is the antidote to fear. Uh, I think unity is the antidote to separation and isolation and division. So I think this will be a great uh, conversation. Uh, Brandon, how people can find you? Uh, that's at the Holistic Savage on Instagram. That's uh, my main platform. <laughs> Fantastic, Holistic Savage. So then, the goal of this uh, short uh, recording and short um, session is to uh, give a summary of 2021. And uh, myself and Brandon, we want to give you perspective uh, about holistic health and how can you take um, what has happened during this year going to cover different topics and unravel this or further self-discover for yourself in 2022. So it's a message of hope as we said. Okay, Brandon, I'm just going to throw the words and you give your work and I give my input all with a word inflammation. Uh, the whole driving factor of this whole thing. So the more you can create an anti-inflammatory diet, lifestyle, everything, and manage your inflammation, it's more important than ever before. Right. I agree with you, uh, Brandon. And I, uh, what I wanted to add into that, Brandon mentioned food and lifestyle. I want that everyone think inflammation also is driven by our emotions and the way... Um, our environment interacts with us, right? And that comes the fear. Fear creates inflammation. So um, be aware of that. And so we're going to talk in a few moments about mindfulness and we're going to share what you might be able to do with that. Fantastic. Immunity. We need to develop more immune resilience, which also very much coincides with uh, developing an anti-inflammatory mindset, lifestyle, all the above. That's, that's how we boost our immunity is bringing down inflammation. So those two go hand in hand. Those two uh, goes together. Uh, Brendan, what further tips, what people can do to support their immunity? Uh, it all starts with, as you mentioned, the mindset, any of that stress, worry, fear, those negative emotions suppress immunity and promote inflammation. The environment, getting your environment cleaned up, 
and getting your lifestyle on block with the diet, the exercise, the sleep hygiene supplements, that's supplemental medications when needed, right? So it starts with the mindset, the environment, the lifestyle. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, again, uh, stress is a big factor to uh, suppression of the immunity. And I think there is not enough um, stress on that. We're not talking about, um, you know, you, you getting some noises here, you know, the side effects of stuff after, um, you know, in athletes, right? Athletes are under a very high level of, I've been thinking about that, right? I've been athlete and I'm like, I've been under very high uh, inflammatory and immune response. And I've been sick all the time as an athlete, right? And we need to keep thinking that if, if you are under the stress for any reasons, your immunity is just uh, dropping down. And as you said, uh, nutrition, sleep, uh, relationships, exercise, uh, right? It's all uh, very relevant and very important. Um, so in 2022, we're still working on anti-immunity supporting uh, nutrition and on anti-inflammatory nutrition, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. And, you know, to your point about athletes and stress, an appropriate amount of exercise and being fit makes you more immune, less inflamed, but there are those that take it too far and they're doing too much exercise, too hard on the body. And that's just further stressing out the body and things start breaking down more inflammation, less immunity. So, you know, most people, they're not exercising enough and they're not fit enough, but there is that other extreme that they're overdoing it and it's more of a punishment on their body and that's not helpful either. So balance is key. Yeah, and we get back to that topic uh, when we talk about movement, right? That's so, uh, so important. Vitamin D, zinc, and vitamin C. I wish that we were uh, dispensing those to the population, you know, like India did successfully. I wish that we weren't censoring information about the efficacy of these nutraceuticals that most Americans are deficient in. So um, yes to all the above, take them, you need them, everybody does. <laughs> yes, and there is enough scientific, scientific literature to uh, back things up, right? So we are not making things up. There is a suppression of, of immunity through stress. The underlying cause of many chronic or most of chronic uh, diseases is inflammation. And vitamin D and zinc and vitamin C have a role. And when you're learning uh, um, biology, at the biology cl class, uh, Brandon, I don't know if you remember, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C. First thing what is written, supports immunity. Thing of vitamin D is make sure you test yourself. Mm -hmm. Number one thing, because people, yeah. I think Brendan, assuming that taking 2,000 or 1,000 international units of vitamin D that they're going to buy in pharmacy is going to be enough. And that is, that's what I have been observing. That's wrong. Go first, first test yourself and then find a practitioner and set a correct dose. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I, I would agree. I mean, there's going to be like a more maintenance dose, prophylactic dose that kind of safe, like nobody's going to do wrong with that, but it's so bio-individualized. So tests don't guess, measure your zinc levels, your vitamin D levels, uh, vitamin C you can't really test accurately. Testing for nutrient balance is really, really hard and finicky, but um, those three are great. And then also I might add cysteine, selenium, and... Uh, 
you know, that's a pretty basic stack by fish oil, you know, yes. some of the basics yeah. that most people need. Outside of good nutrition, right? And we talked about that topic already. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Uh, Brendan, your topic, your take, mental health, brain health, and inflammation of the brain. Uh, at an all-time crisis, an all-time crisis, which is why I do what I do, and I've got good career longevity and uh, career stability with that because um, neuroinflammation is really the culprit behind the mental mental health crisis. Big Pharma is already creating new anti-inflammatory drugs to sell to you that also tend to suppress immunity. So it might improve your mental health, but now you're more susceptible to infection. But don't worry, they have a shot for that. They have a drug for that, right? So if you don't want to be slave to Big Pharma and stuck on all the drugs forever and ever, you need to bring down your bodily inflammation and your brain inflammation. That's going to be how you improve your mental health. You know what I like about, about what is uh, happening uh, is that finally, even we, as a practitioner of holism, practically beginning to understand that all body, everything is connected, right? Because we knew about uh, brain, <laughs> before but why we didn't discuss brain inflammation right and then you suddenly starting to think maybe it's not that just gut maybe it's not just joint maybe it's not a uh, uh, immunity but maybe everything that drive something or chronic disease is brain inflammation right so uh, my intake go to my podcast uh, and there is a beautiful uh, podcast we have recorded with brendan that is dedicated to mental health and you have 60 minutes of learning about it so definitely good uh, stuff for 2022 um exercise movement well i mean that's my that's my background and it's weird because now that i operate in the functional medicine space um that's really where my career is it it amazes me how most people are still not doing the exercise right and you don't have to be a fitness junkie you don't have to do all these fancy movements like you see the fitness influencers on instagram that's not reality but everybody needs to be exercising if you're medically stable you should be exercising and it's about having an appropriate exercise regimen that meets where you where you're at and helps you progress so it's essential absolutely essential Yes, I agree uh, with you. I agree with you on everything. I could probably uh, only ask you the questions. We don't answer, don't give my answer. But um, where I'm coming today with exercise, Brandon, is just through the last three years. Uh, I have been mother, right? And I haven't got that much time to follow my routine from before pregnancy, right? And obviously the lockdowns uh, did not uh, support it, right? I did work a lot from home, training from home. Then I had breaks because I would be not sleeping. And again, comes personalization. You began to choose if you're enough aware and we come to awareness at some point of our conversation, what is better for you? training or sleeping if you as a mother and that was my case have just one hour right i have chosen sleep uh, because i have been moving 
So still, I have been doing my 15,000 or 10,000 or 7,000 steps. That is actually interesting. There is uh, no research that said about 10,000 steps when I done my research. It's saying that that was used as a marketing tool, the 10,000, that's your benefits of for health began from already 4,000 steps, right? And But sometimes people even don't do 4,000 steps, right? So my, uh, and you mentioned this, it's personalizing what works for you, but make sure you are moving, right? Obviously, I'm opponent of making sure we're doing weight training that support the insulin resistance and mm -hmm. inflammation and lowering and supporting hormones uh, changes and improving, opti optimizing this. But um, you have to uh, begin to personal personalize. As you said at the start, sometimes too much is not is bad if you yeah. are under high stress then you go in on high intensity training and then you do in weight training and then you wake up in the morning for long cardio uh shit that's a little bit too much absolutely i think you offered a really good perspective there because you know some people might look at me and be like well he's a young you know single independent guy like of course he's gonna work out all the time and i'm not him and he can't but that's very relatable of you to say like you're you know you're a mom you have a kid you have responsibilities you only have so we we all have the same 24 hours in the day so that's where i think people they overwhelm themselves with like oh well if i can't do some intense exercise regimen that gets overwhelmed that then they don't do anything and it's like that's not the point it's meeting you where you're at with the time constraints that you have even just like sprinkling in you know, some squats and pull-ups and push-ups and extra steps like throughout the day, just moving regularly, that can still be enough. But movement is medicine. So just start moving more and be consistent with it. Yes, and it's coming just to my head uh, because I don't think um, also this is stressed enough. Uh, exercise supporting uh, immune system. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they are draining... Um, okay not day draining the heart is pumping blood down right what moves blood up is movement mm -hmm. and often when we have toxicity or stagnation of the limbs and then how body has to clear the white blood cells that are keeping fighting with infection right mm -hmm. and people sitting on the sofa right during the lockdowns shit disaster this is recipe for disaster right so now the message is for those women and men who listen if you lock down and i meant to talk about lockdown wellness later you do not have excuse to do something because what i'm hearing now brandon i don't know is oh now at i'm at home i want to go to the gym but when you were having opportunity to go to the gym you were moaning, sorry, I'm stressed here. You were moaning that the gym is too far and you don't have time, right? We have to start to reevaluate what we also telling to ourselves, right? And as you said, doing few push-ups, few something, it's going to be always helping you, right? So if you don't want to train half an hour, just do some stretches or something. Yeah. But again, talk, think about personalization and because I'm saying I've been moving. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I've had, I've had uh, past clients lose over a hundred pounds in six months. Everybody has had two years. You know, what, what are you doing to build resilience, to build immunity 
through this. Like everybody has more time at home in isolation than ever before. What are you doing with that time? You know, sitting on the couch eating processed food or working on your health? Yes, insulin resistance. Well, 43% of Americans are diabetic. 70% uh, are overweight or obese, 88% are metabolically ill. You know, I think insulin resistance, along with the, the fatty liver and the, the leaky gut and everything that goes with insulin resistance, which also drives inflammation and neurodegeneration, um, insulin resistance is one of the main metabolic insults that we need to ameliorate at the collective level. And it's all lifestyle and environment, you know, drugs just manage it, supplements can help but it's all environment and lifestyle. Yes, we know for a long time now that uh, diabetes type 2 is preventable disease, right? It's a yeah. not, it is Reversible, not preventable. genes, right? You can mm -hmm. reverse this and uh, move things um, in a, on the right uh, path. Uh, yeah. For From me, one intake is be a little bit more um, detective mm -hmm. in regards... Um, blood sugar regulations so when you go and you're testing your blood glucose and they tell you it's fine but you still have difficulty to lose weight you feel tired and despite calorie counting and all of this still the weight is stagnating right you uh you might feel sugar cravings right um blood sugar dysregulation you know feeling low energy afternoon uh investigate fasting insulin as the first thing to do because from my experience um, usually insulin is high blood glucose is okay and then you are in pre-diabetic stage uh, mm -hmm. before you know your glucose goes up and i don't think people are just know are measuring measuring this so this is my kind of one thing i had to think about yeah. Yeah, I created a, um, a lab panel that I call the metabolic map that measures the, the glucose, the HbA1c, fructosamine. Um, I prefer C-peptide over fasting insulin, but either one works. And then leptin, okay. you know, those are great biomarkers to track, you know, over the course of time. And that's going to be a very sensitive way to see, is your health building routine working? Are your numbers getting better? Um, so those are really good biomarkers to use. And I think ways to keep pressure from what I'm seeing all and over again is a pretty good indicator also of predisposition to get metabolic syndrome, insulin, uh, insulin resistance. Uh, so some form of measurement because I think body fat is okay, but it's not easy to measure correctly body fat, right? Like by the caliper or what do you yeah. think? Um, I think we just I, go at home. Yeah, it, it's a hard thing to get like, it, it's one of those, like if you're going to do calipers or, you know, circumference pictures, you know, just body pictures of yourself, it's good. Circumference is easy. Calipers is good, but you need a trained professional. DEXA scan is the gold standard, but you have to go to a lab, a sports medicine lab. Um, bioelectrical impedance, those are really good if you have access to one. But yeah, body fat percentage is so crucial to, to track. We know that body fat produces all sorts of inflammatory molecules. The, high, the, more, the higher your body fat percentage is, you, you got work to do. You need to measure that, bring it down. There's no excuses with that one. <laughs> yes, so as we talk in uh, body composition, 
let's discuss this because this is one of my uh, of my topic uh, brand and body composition uh, because I think finally getting to the point but body composition is important for health it's not just important because allowed you to see your six packs uh, for a few weeks right yeah, yeah. So that was the message get lean get lean get lean right yeah. and then you have photos before and after i got my transformation and all of this is cool right if you go on holiday if you go if you prefer, i don't know wedding but i think we began to see body composition and importance of it for health as you mentioned that um, fat um, tissue drives inflammation if it's too much right and has all this uh, uh, inflammatory cytokines and those little things are flying there and they go into trigger further inflammatory responses right and i always uh, tell my female clients you've got good fat and bad fat, right? This is that white and brown, right? So you want better uh, ratio of that. But um, for me, 2022 and message is with body compos composition, focus on creating enough lean muscle mass. Don't overstress with being too lean, right? Because that is also craziness uh, around this, but um, that has to support your health your longevity, aging, right? There is so much coming recently with how important is muscle mass for brain aging. So people don't get in dementia, the uh, Alzheimer, the, all, all those, um, those brain issues, right? Um, even I think recently I was re re reading about menopause and how it's important for me uh, menopausal and postmenopausal women having good ratio of uh, lean mass and mass. So that is my message about body composition. What about you, Brandon? Well, I'm, re I'm really glad that you mentioned that because we don't want the audience to get the wrong impression of like, okay, you're saying to get lean, so I'm going to focus on losing weight and trying to lose body fat. The, the way that you get lean is focus your efforts on building lean mass. And that's a very different thing than trying to burn off fat mass because it's the most like common mistake that you see all the time is people start trying to eat less, eat less calories and moving more, doing a lot of cardio. So that doesn't work. You got to focus on building lean mass. You eat to fuel the growth of muscle. You train to, to you know, stimulate the need to grow muscle. So it's more about building lean muscle, not trying to burn fat. That's the way that you get lean. I love it. Always he does a nice English explanation of what I want to say, I right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, obesity. Well, so, like I said before, 70% of Americans are overweight or obese. Uh, and we know that obesity is, uh, there's, if you're obese, you have a 55% greater likelihood of developing a mental illness right? Like you said, we know that the, the extra fat tissue, it releases more aromatase. So then your estrogen dominant, it releases more interleukin six, which can drive depression or inflammation neurodegeneration. So, um, we do, we, with the, how do we combat the obesity epidemic? Uh, like you said, I mean, we got to build lean mass. We got to fuel that with clean, 
whole food, organic, avoid the glyphosate, contaminated stuff, stop eating processed food. Um, I saw that movie Soul from Pixar, which was adorable, you know, and the little characters like stop eating those processed foods and, you know, seriously, stop eating that. Even Pixar is telling you stop eating yes. processed food. So Yes, yes. yes. It probably comes to question about food policies, right, Brendan? We have to stop to believing yeah. that... Um, they want good for us, right? You need to want to good for yourself. And I think we need to want to educate ourselves more about uh, biology of, of human, how human work, we, you know, those things, you know, eat little bit sugar is good for you. And I've been thinking about this. I said, no, where is written that is good for you? Right? Yeah. Same like alcohol or one small glass of wine yeah. is okay for you. And I'm like, Okay, depending, you know, for one person is good, for another not. But for example, for female, drinking alcohol is a is bad thing, right? Yeah. I think I, uh, if I remember very well, um, uh, on A4M I was doing cardiolo cardiology module with Mark Houston. I'm pronouncing yeah. that, yes. And I think Mark was Dr. Mark was saying about research that showed that 20 milliliters, if I'm correct, of wine is what is bringing benefits to our body. Not less than 20 milliliters, and not more than that, of probably good quality of red wine, right? Um, yes, that was my... <laughs> you know, I think that the whole, like, in moderation, I think that's marketing that's being used again. I think that's a slippery slope. Like, is a little bit of heroin, uh, eh? like, Probably not, you know, probably not a good idea. So this whole like 80, 20, and it kills me how you turn on the TV and you're watching commercials. You see a drug commercial from big pharma for Trulicity, a type two diabetes drug. And, you know, the subliminal messaging is all about living this healthy lifestyle, eating clean, moving and taking your Trulicity. The very next commercial is for pizza or your Starbucks or your slushy from Sonic or whatever it is. It's like the media is selling you processed food and sugar that promotes the disease. And then they try to sell you the drug to manage it. Like people need to wake up. Yes, I agree. A uh, health awakening <laughs> moment, yeah. guys. Um, stress. Ooh, uh, stress culture. What busier is not better. That's something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately. I don't know where this whole like busy culture, it's so ego driven is what it is. You know, this, this ego maniac world that we live in of like have to do more, be more, not good enough and, and whatever. Busier is not better. You're just stressing yourself out and you're not spending time sitting with yourself to accomplish eudaimonic nirvana. You're just egocentrically chasing pleasure and instant gratification for more clickbait. You know what I mean? I think this uh, be more, uh, it's correct because uh, sometimes when I write my, my uh, blogs or articles, what's coming like a transform into more, be something, right? And I'm like, hmm, is that correct? And I think you're right, right? It's not about being more, but about finding yourself for me in all of this and be who is actually you. doesn't matter if you're more, if you're less, because you, you still have to kind of feel good about yourself. 
Yeah. I, well, there's I, a lot of people that do need to be more, you know, <laughs> like uh, be more active, uh, be, be more happy, be, be with loved ones more. Like, so there are people that need to do more, be more. Yeah. It's just, and Brandon again, ex exactly explaining what I wanted to say, right? But uh, Brandon, exactly in in those things more, right? But sometimes, as you're saying, be more, uh, you know, have more work, have more those type of things that are very um, stimulating yeah. this uh, nervous system in a negative way. That's what we don't right. want uh, more, right? Yeah. Uh, more travel, more trips, more, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, I got, uh, I, I agree with you. Mindfulness. Well, you know, on the note of mindfulness, I, I was just looking at my notes because I wrote this down a while back and I think it's appropriate here where I think the secret to life is to produce more than you consume, give more than you take and love more than you hate. So I think, I think to our past two points, I think that's really relevant as far as do more, be more, or busier is not better, or mindfulness. I think that's kind of the secret to life. Um, my thing is, I, I had a great podcast with um, uh, Dr. Naomi Rask, uh, one about mindfulness and embodiment, and another with uh, Caroline Welch. And my intake is, in my own experience, that... Right now, me and you, Brandon, are in a mindfulness process. This is the moment. Our conversation is already mindfulness. And this is referring to what you said. More moments of that. Mm -hmm. Right? And you said also something what I have heard from um, one psychologist I have uh, also had the pleasure to have podcast with. Um, and she said, and you mentioned that, that we have to find, like I said, hope in all of this, what is happening and do something with this time. Don't just completely lose ourselves, but try to search for opportunities that this situation brings us because it is depressing when you go on the tv when you listen radio right and i observe my my grandpa my parents-in-law right this is that age 17 spain when tv is the driver right and the tv tells the truth right and then comes me and my husband and we tell him something they never heard about right but we we deciding to spend more time with them right that's we we got an opportunity to do that i decided to further focus on you know driving my work so i can help more people right and also driving things online is not easy it's new for me but i took this as an opportunity right mm -hmm. opportunity to work on yourself or doing things that you wouldn't be doing in the past right so that's for me that present moment um mindfulness yes. absolutely yeah i think we need we need a lot more love and unity you know they they are actively trying to divide us and get us mad at each other because it's easier to manipulate a population that way it's easier to control a population that way we can't fall into their traps and their games we have to be loving compassionate united that's that's the only way forward and we've known that as a species for as long as we've been on this earth so and you said compassion you know i think uh, both sides uh, have to keep understanding 
yeah. why someone makes this decision, not on another decision, right? Because, uh, yes, you're right. The division is the killer yeah. here, right? So we have to unite. Transformation. I think we need a transformation at the collective level, right? And there is a collective awakening happening. And, you know, it's, it's being censored. It's being suppressed, oppressed. But it's happening, you know, and, and I think if we all knew, because it's like in America, there's no media coverage of like what's going on in Canada or Australia or the United Kingdom. But if we all were connecting with one another and communicating and we're all united against whatever this kind of, you know, corrupt plot <laughs> is, right? Like, so, you know, we all feel so isolated and they're using the media against us. But I think we need to recognize, like, we're all waking up. We're all trying to transform. So we have to unite in that. Yeah. And um, Brandon talked about Kind of, I feel, Brandon, this um, beyond body-mind transformation, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you meant, right? Don't yeah. you? And, uh, yeah. and that is uh, where I also wanted to say, what I wanted to add. Brandon is so right because it's not anymore about body transformation. This is where right. we've heard in health and fitness industry that word, let's mm -hmm. transform your body, right? Let's... Uh, lose weight and you know do photos before and after and here yeah. again we're going in this 2020 with transformation of uh, wholeness right yeah. body mind and spirit and whatever yeah. you call it it has to change in order for you to kind of be new human to start to have a different perspective and different way of seeing and that's always what I would be telling to my clients who would come for a body transformation. I right. said, you may transform your body, but if you don't transform your mind and you don't start to think differently, you don't transform what is inside you, you get back to what you were at the start. Right. This is embodiment. Your body embody whatever happened inside, outside of you, and you get in a body fat issue, right? This is where this element of... Um, um, of outside of uh, food, right? We're talking that cause that we're gaining weight, right? The psychological component. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the body follows the mind and spirit. So if you're trying to transform your life, you have to focus on, you know, the spirit and the mind and the body will just follow, follow suit in time. Yeah. A calorie counting. Say, you know, macro tracking is going to be better than calorie counting, but mindfulness is better than macro counting. So, you know, you want to get to mindfulness, which takes time. It's a skill. Don't even bother with calories. If you're going to monitor that way, try to go for macros, but more importantly, develop the mindfulness to go with it. What I want to point out is that we need to start to care more about the quality of food we eat. Stop to constantly obsessing about um, eating less, especially for weight loss, and start to addressing the triggers, yeah. right? And neither me, neither Brandon will tell you go and eat 3,000 of calories of crap, right? Don't you, Brandon, yeah. right? But go and eat of 3,000 calories of good food. You won't be able to do that because nutrients are bottle of nutrients. And my, this is why I think fasting 
partly work, people not feeling hungry on fasting. Why? Because they're getting, if they're getting good food, right, then um, their body does not crave more. Fasting? Uh, intuitive fasting, right? Don't, don't try to follow some fasting prescription or, you know, okay, I fast 18 hours and then I shove my face for six. Like, no, food freedom. Eat when you feel like you need to eat to stay energetically stable. And if you don't feel the need to eat, then you're not getting those hunger signals. Write it out fast. So fasting is a skill and that's an advanced skill. Develop basic mindfulness and master basic nutritional habits before you make it more complicated with fasting protocols. Uh, I 100% agree uh, with you. Uh, become too complicated. The different science comes all, all the time. Eight hours, six hours, 14 hours better than 12 hours. Uh, morning better than evening, evening better than morning, uh, right? I think, um, you know, again, your body knows when you're supposed to eat less. It's the problem we are not listening enough, uh, yeah. your body, uh, our bodies. And um, again, different, uh, my feedback from female is that fasting sometimes um, overwhelm them, where I have a feedback from male customers that fasting works very well. For them right so mm -hmm. there is something probably related to our hormones maybe menstrual cycle we also have in different uh, ratio how how things work in our body that would be my intake on that okay. I, I would agree yes? with that I, I think w women tend to not respond nearly as well men usually it goes pretty well um, but to your point, you know, it's the mindfulness of your biofeedback, your hunger, your energy, your cravings, your mood, being very sensitive and paying attention to that and letting those biofeedback signals that you're mindfully listening to, that determines when you eat and when you don't eat. And have patience, as you said, Brandon, is a skill. You're mm -hmm. learning, but I think it's our prime skill. Yeah. We know it is just is uh, has been forgotten probably because of the type of lifestyle we're running. We yeah. kind of uh, lost connection with who we are and ourselves. Diets. Uh, you know, diet's a weird world. Uh, it, it's a weird word in diet culture. We just keep making it more complicated, and I don't know why. You know, it's even worse now of like vegan, plant based, keto, carnivore, paleo, intermittent fasting. It's like, stop, stop with the nonsense. Let's just eat real food, try to source it as clean, organic, less contamination, listen to our bodies, mindful eating balanced meals, plant, animal food, stop with the specialized diets. It's not helpful. Yes. And I also would like to add that um, when you then do this and then this does not work, then you start to dig deeper and then you began to work with someone who uh, has more scope and can guide you further. And then you may start to look more for specialized nutrition temporary therapeutical programs to kind of take a pressure off because of that food, that trigger or whatever. But the end goal is uh, so you are free of dieting and you have free mind. And if you go to restaurant, you're not obsessing about this and uh, that, right? Um, but for just from my own experience, Brendan, that I've got issues with gluten. 
and as a non-celiac gluten sensitivity and you know that's never affected in my adulthood me as uh, 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 my digestion but always affect my uh, head my brain i would be getting fogginess anxieties i would be like more tired of fatigue and headaches and that is that is true story but i have been working on things to improve that and then that's again coming back to this um, uh, the specialization of diet, then to start uh, from the basics. Uh, but my goal always was for me, so one day I can have a piece of bread when I'm with my Spanish family. But I have learned that this doesn't work for me. So then you have to sometimes accept it. Shit, if you have problem because of this particular food, you better don't eat it, right? If you eat it, accept it that you're going to feel bad right <laughs> yeah yeah you, you have to learn your body using the scientific method be a scientist yeah. in your you know experiment collect data track results see what works for you there's nobody that can tell you what's going to work for you you yes. have to and work with somebody that says that and work with somebody that helps you find what works for you rather than yeah. telling you here's what i think you should do yes. in a prescriptive way that's not what an effective coach does. An effective coach helps you find what works best for you, but only you can find that. You pick it. Coaching is important or is not? It's essential. You know, so here's the thing. I'm a huge advocate of the self-healing movement. You know, Nicola Perry is my client, but she doesn't try to self-heal on her own. She works with me to get help on her health. So why are all of these self-healers, here's, here's what I think is going on. I think a lot of these people, they're unconsciously, spiritually bypassing the work that they know they need to do. And they say, I'm self-healing. No, you're not committing to working with a professional that's going to hold you accountable and coach you through the obstacles to make you do the work that you're unconsciously spiritually so I'm all for self-healing, but don't try to do it all on your own. Get a coach that will help be a partner in your self-healing journey. That's what it's about. 100%. And I just want to point that uh, Mr. Google is not an answer for everything. <laughs> that's why you need a coach. And that's yeah. why you need someone who does uh, some speciality. I always, I'm always amused because sometimes I am getting... Um, <laughs> like um, ideas about health from someone who does business and they and they building business or they working in finance right and i would say but why you don't take someone who specialize in this oh because you know i google or i know this but you know i don't build my business just by googling i'm trying always search for experts so if you really want to get results that take you uh farther and that you that you don't lose motivation and that you actually get better i agree with you brendan take a coach uh you know and sometimes i think coaching is even more important at the start than going into this all functional nutrition 100%. and everything yeah because uh, that sometimes is overwhelming and people still cannot change their habits they don't know how they got there so you know basic nutrition as we're discussing probably is enough and here you work on understanding your motives and behaviors 
I, I really agree with that. And, and I have a lot of respect for functional medicine. That's the world that I live and operate in. So it's nothing against functional medicine, but I think yes. your, your, your average functional holistic integrative health coach is more valuable yes. than most functional medicine doctors, right? Yes. The health coach is going to actually help you create all the fundamental lifestyle habits that outperform any protocol Yes. That's expensive. It's not cost effective. We need more health coaching, less yes. functional medicine overall, but functional yes. medicine has its place. <laughs> of course, yes. And I, I'm with you, right? I'm growing and, uh, you know, I love to meet new people with new perspectives. And many of my new friends <laughs> and colleagues are uh, also from that community. Community. You know, community is huge. Uh, that's, that's one thing, like CrossFit comes to mind. I think CrossFit, yeah, which I am a certified CrossFit coach. I used to coach CrossFit. Um, it's not for everybody. But what the CrossFit movement did really well, it got millions of people around the world moving functionally at high intensity in a social community environment, eating more real food, kind of paleo style, taking some basic supplements. CrossFit was an I think CrossFit by itself has done more for public health than functional medicine, period. You know, and the community aspect is one of the most important things. You know, like I love my yoga community. When I did CrossFit, I loved my CrossFit community. We are a social species. We need to be social. Social isolation has actually been shown to decrease neurogenesis, which is how we repair our brain. So social isolation leads to mental illness, neurodegeneration. We need to be social. We need to be socially connected. Social isolation is part of one of the tactics that's being used against us right now. Yeah, hundred uh, percent agree. Brandon, you grew uh, up in this CrossFit. Uh, I grew up at the gym, <laughs> right? And uh, before, as an athlete, uh, was in between athletes, uh, top athletes, and the energy and the power to drive me in life that I'm always have been taking from those community communities is uh, amazing that's why in this era of lockdowns in the moments of uh, you know social isolation i think we want or we don't want we don't have choice we have to make move towards connecting people online this is not what i would be thinking and doing like three four years ago right forget about this. How can I run class or something online? But as I said, I try to see uh, this as an opportunity and um, hopefully things will settle in a different way properly. Not the, things won't be the same, but uh, we just have to stop to moaning that we don't see people. We have to be proactive. It's the same thing like, oh, I'm getting health, unhealthy. Oh, I'm getting overweight. Oh, I'm saying, okay, but this is not just coming. Do something about this. And I want to empathize with every single person that does not get an opportunity to be between family and be between yeah. friends. And I hear you and I feel for you, uh, but the part, the... Mm, the reason we're doing this with Brandon is to bring you hope and bring you solutions mm -hmm. because it's not about um, lack of solutions, it's about finding the solutions. That is my, my 
take on that. Oh, I got so excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it, I, I'm battling the same issues everybody else is. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to see my family for Christmas because there's some family division over vaccines and COVID and, and all of that. It, it is dividing even my own immediate family. So I don't know that I'm going to get to spend the holidays with my family. But you know what? I'm doing something about it. I just got home from being out of town for 10 days and I got to see some of my closest friends that I haven't seen in two years. So I'm not going to let you know, some limitations hold me back. I'm going to go make a point and go see my loved ones, even if I have to go travel to do it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Brandon, just go out of your way. Straight to the point, we have to do something about this instead of being moaning that this happening yep. to us. And that's human nature. We very quickly, quickly because of our past traumas and triggers, probably from our childhood and whatever happened throughout the life, whom we get in the moment of kind of the same and brain quickly recognize the patterns and whom we go into, um, you know, feeling bad about ourselves and feeling sorry. So it's a, here is about message of hope about empowering everyone. Self-care? Uh, essential, although I think there's a little bit too much emphasis on the self these days. I think uh, people... I think self-healing has gone a little bit too far. I think we need to focus on collective healing. I think there's a lot of healing that can happen when we're helping others heal and that kind of indirectly heals ourselves. So uh, self-care, yes. Self-healing, yes. But it's not just about me, 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 me. You know, go help others. Go serve others. You'll find a lot of healing in service to others. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I, I'm thinking about this uh, uh, always from perspective with self-care uh, of mothers yeah. and women, because I found that they are the one who always uh, focusing on nurturing others. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I also picked this word, word because I tell them go and self-care because usually they are doing too much for others, right? That's yeah. why I'm coming uh, from this angle here. But, and I always tell them, if you self-care for yourself more, your child is going to be better. Your relationship right. is going to be better. So, so as I've been, as I have been thinking about this, Brandon, what you say and what I say come into the same. Yeah. We're going to be better when we help ourselves, but ultimately we have to think about the relationships outside of us. Right. Yeah, there's a balance to be struck there because it's like if you don't do enough self-care, you can't show up to serve others. Yeah. But you don't want self-care to become this neurotic, selfish. Exactly. You're just obsessing over your own well-being. You know, yeah. the point is to do enough self-care so you can show up to provide service to yeah. the collective and your loved ones. Yes, because I cannot tell a mother, just don't care for your child. Yeah. Right? Mothers are, the, I'm glad you, because I've worked with more mothers than any other demographic throughout my career. That's always the thing is the mothers are not doing enough self-care because they're always putting their kids yeah. and spouse first. And it's like, well, don't forget to take care of yourself while you're taking care of others, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think women uh, generally, um, you come in, they come in from work, they always worry, oh, this person, that person, I have to tell them you lost the job. I have to. This mm -hmm. is so much pressure coming and women are um, definitely in the nurturing part is very 
big piece of their job in the world. Absolutely. Awareness? Um, awareness is what drives everything, right? So it, any sort of transformation starts with awareness, awareness of self, awareness of others, awareness of the environment. So just becoming aware and developing that mindfulness, that's the vehicle through which we can make any transformation. Yeah. And for me, awareness is a starting point. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what we have in today. This is awareness. This to bring you awareness that you may haven't thought about certain topics the way we're discussing, right? So this is your right. awareness for 2022. Body positive, body shame. That is the deep one, right? Uh, that is a deep one. Um, I That one has gotten kind of bastardized in modern culture, unfortunately, because we need more body awareness and we shouldn't shame others. Shame is not a constructive tool for transformation or anything good. You know, shame, shame is a toxic negative emotion. Um, so we don't want to shame people into transformation or shame them into improving their health. That, that doesn't work. Um, but we also can't be excessively, we'll just accept everything. Like right now there's kind of this movement of radical body acceptance, like normalize obesity, accept obesity. We cannot do that. Obesity should not be accepted. It is not healthy. It is a burden on our debt, our economy, our medical system. So we can't accept illness right and that's where things have gotten too far of body acceptance to the point of accepting obesity accepting chronic disease we can't do that but we don't use shame as the antidote <laughs> yeah yeah i i think you said this so beautifully so and i agree with you and i will not explore uh this further <laughs> health prevention uh, I mean, health prevention, it, like prevention, uh, it's almost like health building for illness prevention. You know what I mean? The more that we can focus on building the collective health, the more that we're going to be able to prevent, you know, the illness, the infection, the depression and kind of everything in between. So, you know, resilience is earned. Uh, immune resilience is earned, metabolic resilience, psychological resilience, you know, resilience is earned through conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, I think, again, ca we come into the point where um, prevention is coming to the surface of everything. Instead thinking about, you know, taking pill for this, drug for this, or that for this, I think we have to shift from illness into wellness and uh, start to think from the back door. Nutrition, exercise, sleep. Uh, movement relationships, uh, anti-inflammatory anti diets, you know, getting away yeah. from toxicity and keeping our uh, foundations right to then build um, health. Brandon had to go. Brandon, thank you so much for giving your time. You are a wonderful person. Merry Christmas to you and your uh, family from myself, my husband, my family, my little daughter and from HTM Wellness. We finished on the home wellness Home wellness in 2022 is going to only grow and develop. And if you come back to work outside of home, if you come back to the gyms, if you come back to be able to go to spas and uh, health holidays, health retreats, 
you know what, you cannot stop to caring for your well-being at home. It's as important as your well-being and creation of your environment that supports your health uh, outside of home, right? So if you don't have time to go to gym, now you know that you have opportunity to train from home. If you cannot go to spa, you know that now you have opportunity to um, make your bathroom uh, looking like a beautiful spa. You can buy tons of amazing organic natural products. You can um, get, get, pro, uh, get good products. You can try some new supplements. You can try new recipes. You can try different uh, recipes. You can try different, um, different spices, different ingredients. You can try to create relationships in a different way. Maybe you want to deepen relationship with your partner. Does not need to be your friend that you have been spending every single uh, free time you had. Maybe you have noticed uh, something that hmm, maybe my relationship needs to be nourished. So home wellness stays with us in 2022. And if we get in an opportunity to creating and further, further um, create wellness outside of home, that's what we're going to do. So to be honest, we get in double nourishment from wellness inside to wellness outside. Holistic health and lockdown. I want to bring here a message of hope. See this as a, as an opportunity for you to grow in this uh, difficult situation and an opportunity to build resilience and uh, opportunity to know yourself better and opportunity to overcome fear. We finished our Christmas special and um, I would love to say thank you to Brendan once again. Thank you to everyone for joining, for listening, for being supportive uh, through whole year. Um, we are so grateful. We're growing slowly uh, with our community, uh, but we're trying to deliver always the quality. And we really hope that you connect with our uh, message and that our message to you uh, brings you hope. As a leader of HPM Wellness, I would love to wish you Merry Christmas and that you stay mindful and present wherever you are.